Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. On WEEI. Here's the thing that I really dislike about Mac Jones, if you want to get to the root of it. His, his body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field piss me off. All right, I, I, there, there's a douchiness to them. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain yeah. it. So all I'm saying is that I don't necessarily know that he's earned the right to act the way that he does at times, like frustrated, looking at the coaches and screaming and yelling, and you know, you know, putting his hands to his head. I mean, body language for a quarterback is so important, and I hate when quarterbacks sulk on the sideline. You know, they can't, They have to be above all of that. They have to have the backbone. They have to have the leadership bone. They have to be able to look guys in the face, know what they're doing. All right, so that was Boomer Esiason talking about Mac Jones on the Greg Hill Show earlier. Here's the thing, okay? Listen, Boomer Esiason can talk all he wants about uh, douchiness and this and that. And if you didn't hear the quote, again, this is what he said. His body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field piss me off. There's a douchiness to them. Boomer Sison on the Greg Hill Show. Now, here's the key, okay? In reference to that quote, 617-779-7937, if you want to get in here. Just real quick on that quote. I don't really care what Boomer Sison feels about Mac Jones and his body language, okay? There is only one thing that matters. How do Mac Jones' teammates feel about Mac Jones and his body language? That's all that matters to me. Do Mac Jones' teammates think he's douchey? Because I have not gotten that sense. I'm not in the locker room every day. We can ask Kyrie. You know, we can ask some of the beat reporters. I don't know. I have not gotten that sense. I feel like they view him as a leader, as a a favorite teammate, as a guy that they don't want to not ride with. At least they respect Mac Jones. That's the vibe I've gotten from his teammates. Now, maybe things have changed. 
what is he a dirty player? That means nothing to me, honestly. So somebody outside of the organization is calling your quarterback dirty. Whatever. There's a douchiness to them. Right. Thank you. I, I you know, Brad Marchand has been. There's been rumblings and people have called him a dirty player for years. Think the Bruins care? No. It doesn't matter. Do the people and teammates that Mac Jones has, has in that locker room, do they think he's douchey? Do they have a problem with him? From what I've gathered, they respect him. They ride with him and are happy to. They appreciate and admire his work ethic and his focus and how much he cares. That's, what I, that's the vibe I get. Opposed to a Zach Wilson or a Russell Wilson. The vibe I've gotten from them is that their teammates think that they're douchey. Not being accountable, Zach Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah, if you want to talk to me, you call my business manager, teammate, and you go through him. That is douchey. Okay, so when the teammates turn on you, that's when I would worry from a Patriots perspective. I haven't seen that. Now, maybe it's happening, but that, to me, is not what's going on in Foxborough, I feel like his teammates respect him and his teammates still believe that he could be the quarterback for them now and going forward. That's the vibe I'm getting. It'll be different if I feel like his teammates thought he was douchey. I don't care what Boomer thinks. You know, respect the Boomer. I don't care what he thinks about Mac Jones' body language or some nobody cornerback on the Bengals thinks he's dirty. It was a dirty play. Shouldn't have done it. I don't support it. But I respect Mac's... Uh, the way he handled it and the way he responded to it, and it's all about what his teammates think. All right, let's go back to the calls here. Mike and Stoughton on Mac. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I totally agree with you. Belichick is the same coach as he was. It's just that he doesn't have the pieces uh, that he had around him, you know, with uh, McDaniels and, and, and so forth and so on. As far as, like, Mac Jones, like I said to Lou, and Maloney like two years ago. Yeah. Mac is an average quarterback. You know, like he was surrounded by a lot of great players from Alabama, which made him look good or great. But when he came to the NFL, he didn't have those great pieces around him. And he got lucky last year. But this year, I mean, with Zappy coming on, it just exposed his lack of greatness. But, you know, like what I always say is, you know, what I said to him is, welcome to New England. When things are going great, the fans are going to be behind you. When things start going sour, then you're really going to find um, how the New England fans react, you know. So, Mac is not that, that great of a, a, a QB, you know. And, two, you, you should really take um, concern to what Boomer said because he was pro-Mac from day one. So, if he's coming out and saying that Mac is acting douchey and maybe he feels like Mac hasn't earned that right like, like Brady did, you know, Brady used to smash like surfaces on on the side of, on the sideline, sure. and he started going going crazy. But Boomer's just feel it's just saying that because he feel that Mac hasn't earned that right. All right, thanks for the call. We're loaded, Mike. Um, listen, I'm not saying if, if that's what it's if that's what's happening, then that's different. I'm just saying to this point, I haven't gotten that sense. Now, if if Boomer's hearing it from inside the locker room, then I'll view it differently. But that's not what Boomer said. Boomer didn't say, I'm hearing that guys are saying in that locker room that Mac Jones really looks douchey. Boomer said, it pisses me off that Mac does these things. So I don't really care what pisses Boomer off. 
if it starts to trend towards Patriots players being pissed off, then that will change my opinion. But that's not what Boomer said. Um, let's go to Todd in New Hampshire on this, on Boomer's comment. What's up, Todd? Let me ask you something, man, without sounding smug. Have you ever been a quarterback in the NFL? No. 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 Have you ever, have you ever been a leader of men? Have you ever been a drill sergeant or anyone in charge that leads men? Would that guy's attitude inspire you to play hard? That's I, all Boomer's saying. He knows what it takes to be a quarterback. And then when he says it pisses him off, I don't think it really pisses him off. I just think it's he finds. We have a lot of swears tonight on the line. And thanks for the call. But this, here's the pro- here's the problem though, Todd. Okay, who like who else is in that locker room? Who 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 should have this strong opinion on Mac Jones? You know, you got guys in there that are are who? Was Nelson Aguilar have an issue? Nelson Aguilar doesn't like Johnu Smith. Is he not cool with Mac Jones's leadership? Like I, I'm sorry. You got a bunch of guys who have underachieved or underperformed or are getting way much too much money than they deserve. So why don't you shut up and start making some plays, whoever's, uh, you know, having an issue with Mac Jones. And, and in terms of the leader of men thing, I, I don't know. Does Boomer know? Boomer's not there. You're not there, Todd. None of us know. Bill Belichick seems pleased. And like I said, most of the team seems like they respect Mac. You know, that's the one thing I still buy in with Mac. Uh, You know, we'll see, again, where it goes. But overall, he has appeared. People think he's a whiner. Fine. Outside of on-field antics, he's appeared as if he's a grown-up. Now, yes, he's whined more this year. Hasn't looked that way in time at times. But in, in, in bigger picture spots, being on time, doing his homework, studying, you know, being a professional about how he prepares for a game, all those things, it seems like he has maturity associated with how he does those things. That's key for being a quarterback. It seems like he's engaged with his teammates and does his best to lead them. Other quarterbacks that have more skill don't do that. And some of those things are really important and and arguably more important than being able to run around all over the field and then chuck it 65 yards like Zach Wilson. So don't sleep on some of those. We have no idea what's going on there. And if Boomer had said he knows, then I would have listened to that and and absorbed that differently. But that's not what he said. There's a douchiness to them. That's what he said he is pissed off when he sees that. He didn't say that Kendrick Bourne is pissed off. If Bourne starts getting pissed off and Hunter Henry, then that's different. But I'm sorry. Like, am I supposed to get up in arms because Trent Brown or somebody liked uh, a, a, an Instagram post that talked about another quarterback or Tom Brady coming back. Why don't you figure out your ability to not commit a penalty? Trent Brown, who's like leading the league in penalties. He has enough to worry about. I'm sorry. Did Mac Jones not? Maybe Mac Jones needs to lead him a little bit better. Everybody has things they need to worry about individually. Mac included. Uh, I'm going to talk to Ken on the Pats and Bills. Hey, Ken. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Ken? Uh, first time caller, but uh, welcome. You know, I've been here listening on the Mac thing, and you know what? Maybe if people had faith in Mac and dealing with the fact that Patricia is a defensive coordinator, not an offensive coordinator. <laughs> I'm sorry, some of his calls have been crap, and the fact that the crowd is uh, chanting "Zappy" 
doesn't really give Mac confidence. I think he's a great quarterback. I think with the right leadership on coaching, he'd be doing a lot better. But let's face it, we're at this Bills game because of luck, you know, not because of, uh, you know, great, great playing. Granted, the last two games, we've shown some sparks. I mean, the Bengals game, we would have won that if there wasn't a fumble. And, you know, I don't blame Ramondre for that because he's been a lot on his shoulders, you know. But it's as far to go zappy, zappy. Like, you know what? Zappy's a good quarterback, sure. But you know what? He's the backup. Max, our quarterback. Thanks for the call, King. You're right. And, and I don't want to the Zappy thing. I don't want to hear about Zappy. We don't know anything about Bailey Zappy. Okay, Mac Jones. I mean, you're telling me Mac Jones, based on what we saw his rookie year in this NFL, you're telling me he can't be Chad Pennington at worst. Like that's the, Chad Pennington went to I think an AFC Championship game. He went to the playoffs. He won playoff games. Mac Jones should at least be able to be that guy based on what I've seen. Okay, and of course, the reason they're in this game against the Bills is because the NFL is upside down this year, and there's a lot of bad teams and a lot of bad football. That's why they're there. Yeah, they've beaten the teams they should beat. They beat teams when their backup quarterback's playing the Patriots. Good for them. They've had good defense. They've done good things on defense that have put them in position. The fact is, we have no clue. We have no clue whether or not Mac Jones was the primary problem this year. And if you want to put all your eggs in the basket that it was him and go with Zappi and end the Mac Jones era, be my guest. I ain't doing it. I'm not convinced of anything. Not with that guy offensive coordinator coordinating the offense. Hell no. Now, I understand that it wasn't good down the stretch of his rookie year. After the bye, it didn't, it didn't look as good for Mac. And that's part of this. But I'm sorry. I am not ready to... Pull the plug on Jones based on what they have coaching him and the lack of a top-notch weapon. Not doing it. It's too hard. What, are you going to go back into the draft and just get another top quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback? It's too hard to do. And the Patriots are never going to be in the top five. They're never going to be that bad with Belichick, you wouldn't think. Not doing it. All right, when we get back, we will get to what the Patriots are going to have to do against the Bills to win this game. I'm Mark Dundee. This is WEI. Let's get a trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. If your goal is to start losing weight now or in the new year, reserve that consultation today for any of the nine Awaken 180 locations. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots kept their playoff hopes alive with a 23-21 win over the Dolphins on Sunday. Kyle Duggar's pick six gave the Pats the lead in the third quarter. And Jacoby Myers caught a touchdown from the one to seal the deal. The Pats are now set up for a win and getting game next Sunday in Buffalo against the Bills. 1 p.m. kick. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, Raiders, and Titans Jags have been flexed to Saturday. That is significant because if the Chiefs somehow lost then that game might not mean as much for Buffalo, and they might sit guy. We'll see what happens. The Celtics had their four-game winning streak snapped last night in Denver, losing 123-111. to Jalen Brown scored 30, Tatum at 25, but it wasn't enough as Jokic, Nikola Jokic, stole the show with a 30-point, 12-rebound, 12-assist, triple-double. The Celtics are back in action tomorrow night in OKC to battle the Thunder, tip-off 8 p.m. And Jake DeBrus scored two third-period goals as the Bruins came back to defeat the Penguins 2-1 to at the Winter Classic today at Fenway Park. That's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. All right, Mark Dondero with you on WEEI until 8 o'clock. We get set for Monday Night Football, doozy bills at Bengals. Um, You're talking a lot of Patriots here, Mac Jones specifically. I'm going to just say this. Okay, because we were referencing uh, the comments made by Boomer Esiason where he said that, you know, he it pisses him off. I have the quote right here. Boomer Esiason on the Greg Hill Show. His body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field piss me off. There's a douchiness to them. Boomer Esiason. Let me ask you this real quick. Do you think that it'd be more likely that the Patriots – players, you know, the teammates of Mac Jones, would be more aggravated with Mac Jones's frustration and his his outbursts and, and demonstrative outbursts on the field and some of this body language that Boomer's referencing? Or do you think they'd be more frustrated with an incompetent offensive play caller and coordinator that seems to not have a clue of what he's doing in that role? What do you think would bother them more? I think... They might not like either, but I think deep down, they'll probably, especially when you factor in that the guy at quarterback has a Pro Bowl, whatever you think of the Pro Bowl, whatever. He's got a Pro Bowl to his name and a playoff appearance to his name as a starting quarterback. He's got a little cachet, not a lot, a little. I think they'd probably side more with the quarterback and his demonstrative emotional outbursts or whatever you want to call them over the incompetent offensive coordinator that a lot of them don't even know and have no relationship with prior to him coming to New England. That's my opinion on that. I don't know. You'd have to ask them privately. There's been some rumblings. There's been some whispers. But it feels like it's more than Mac Jones who's frustrated. Maybe he should. No, not maybe. He should do a better job of handling those frustrations. But I don't know if it's gotten to the point where the players around him and his teammates are more frustrated with Max frustrations than they are with what's going on with the offensive play calling and the offensive coordinator. Let's talk to Richie in New Hampshire. What's up, Richie? Hey, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just want to weigh in on this whole thing. Um, I think Boomer Esiason's a douche. I always have. Um, okay. And... Uh, you know what? Uh, he's certainly no Tom Brady. He, hasn't, he didn't win any Super Bowls. So uh, he got close. But um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, um, you know what? I, I feel for Mac. I mean, I, I understand he's, you know, I don't I don't agree with the behavior. He's a little bit over over the top. He's young. Um, he hasn't had a lot of great guidance with all the changes. 
Now we're talking about giving him another offensive coordinator next year. I mean, if you know, if he makes it that far, which I hope he does, because I think the, the kid's got potential, um, and I think he cares, uh, and I think that's what he's trying to show. And he might be a little immature in the way he's doing it, but um, you know what? Come on, Bill. Let's. Thanks for the call. Look, I, I agree, and I just think, like I said, it's too young. There, it's too early to. When you look at Mac Jones and his ability to lead, and I'm watching what the guys in the locker room are saying, I, I've got no indication that they're not in on Jones. I think they think he cares. I think they think he's tough. I think they think that he prepares and works. He had some success on the field, and he led them to the playoffs. Like it, I'm, I'm still in on Mac Jones. Now, you only get so so long and so much time to prove yourself, and that's still a factor. You can't just ride with him no matter what. Hasn't done that much. But he deserves another year with a real offensive coordinator and a real upgrade at wide receiver slash weapons, not running back, pass-catching options. And then you'll have to make a determination, and we should know by then. Sort of like High and Bloom. You know, I understand you need patience and you've had enough time. Now it's like we got to see what's going on. You haven't really done much, but at some point, what's up here? We got to see some of that fruit uh, that you've been harvesting all this time. That will be Mac Jones next year with an actual coach and an actual group of weapons that can really be dynamic for him because we've seen it all across the board. We saw it freaking in college. I get that's college. It's not like he didn't produce in the SEC. Again, college doesn't mean much now. Give him some weapons. Give him a coordinator. See what he can do. It's hard to find a quarterback and a top one at that. He already went to a Pro Bowl. I know it means nothing to a lot of people, but it is what it is. Let's go to Steve in Northbridge. Steve, how are you? Not too bad. How about yourself, guys? Thanks. So uh, my thing about Mac is I am not a big Mac fan whatsoever. I mean, the guy has obviously shown his struggles throughout the years, but the thing is about this offense is that once we get a real offensive coordinator, obviously his first year with Josh doesn't really count because anybody's first year is, you know, it's a, it's a toss-up. You could do whatever. But now that he has an imbecile as his offensive coordinator, we don't really know. So we got to give him at least a little bit of a chance because he, he's, he's shown a, a few strides here and there. Obviously he's shown the terribleness, but it, it, it's tough to just give him the, the label that he's just terrible this early in his career when we really don't know. I mean, people are talking about drafting quarterbacks, and I think it's a little too soon for that. Maybe surround him with talent like they did in Miami. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Thanks for the call. I totally agree. I'd be completely uncomfortable, Steve, bailing on Mac Jones before he has some semblance of a number one receiver, especially after what he did last year, especially when you consider arguably his best receiver and most potent weapon isn't allowed to play enough. I mean, Kendrick Bourne's the snaps are way down. He, he's not getting as many snaps as some of the other guys that aren't producing as much. Every time he goes on the field, it seems like good things happen. I don't understand why they don't use him more. That's been a source of frustration, and maybe that's because of the coordinator, and he has, he's got some doghouse he never should be allowed to have. I don't know. But when he has some guys out there, all of a sudden it can look pretty good. When they let him throw it down the field, all of a sudden it can look pretty good. But you got to give him a chance with real weapons and a real scheme and real coordinated offense. I mean, things can fall apart easily when it starts with bad coaching and bad offensive philosophy. And you're not getting it done. Then practices get derailed. You're not practicing well enough. You're not practicing 
at a high enough level. That shows up in the games. You got a young quarterback that's still developing. You got a lack of weapons. I mean, I'm not saying Mac Jones is destined to be a five, ten time Pro Bowler. I never said that. I'm just not ready to bail on him now based on the momentum he created as a rookie. I'm not. You want to go to Zappi for good? Then you're out on Mac Jones and they start over if Zappi turns into a pumpkin. Good luck with that. Steven in Rhode Island on Mac Jones. What's up, Steve? Yeah, this is totally uh, this is totally coaching's fault. I mean, you have a quarterback going into a second year, and you give him absolutely nobody who can teach him a damn thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he's probably teaching uh, you know Patricia and uh, Judge a little thing or two. It's just it's ridiculous. It's I, I love I love Bill. I wouldn't have any other coach, but you, you, you failed your quarterback, your rookie, your second year quarterback. You failed him because you just, you decided not to give him any kind of an offensive coordinator that could actually teach him something to move forward. Uh, going into year number three, um, and everybody talks about you know oh you know Tom Brady back for one year. Tom Brady with this offensive line would be more dead than Mac is Jones. Mac Jones has been this season because he's less athletic than Mac. That's correct. So it's, it's one, <laughs> you know this, this offensive line the, the the tackle the left tackle and the right tackle they're turnstiles. They might as well just yell run as soon as the ball snaps because they're just getting right through it. That's right, and thanks for the call, Stephen. And I'm glad you brought up the offensive line, okay? Because the offensive line, here's what I was saying though earlier about the about the wide receivers, and why I would prioritize that. Because a, that's a huge position of need and vitally important. But b, I also have faith that Bill Belichick can can address offensive line later in the draft, in free agency, undrafted free agents, even David Andrews. He can do that. He's proven that. They definitely need an upgraded O-line for sure. And that will help Mac too. They need to do that. But I think Bill is more, more apt to get that right than a wide receiver in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like I think he's done that. He's proven third round, fourth round. When was Shaq Mason picked? Middle rounds. He's done that many times. He can do that again. It's more about that skill position that he hasn't been as good with that I want to see him prioritize. That's why I prioritize receiver and deal with offensive line later, even in an undrafted sense. You've had success. Let's go to Bart in Munson. What's up, Bart? You don't you don't have to you don't have to play it out like that. Because the free agent class this year of offensive linemen is is top of the line. You get um I, I can't remember the kids' names, but one coming out of Cleveland, two out of the the Giants you can grab somebody from. Um, you've got offensive linemen galore on the free agent market. So targeting the wide receivers during the draft is the best idea ever, I get. Uh, but he's got to go out and buy the free agent and offensive linemen to close up the edges. Because obviously Trent Brown and freaking, yeah, I'm going to call him Mr. Turnstile, but yeah. it, it, wins, wins not going to help us. So we need linemen. Yes, and thanks for the call. But I, look, I, I agree, and again, I have faith that Bill Belichick, I know it's been different without Dante Scarnecchia, and he's a legend and all that. But in terms of getting the guys here and competent players, I I think he is able to do that. I have faith that he can do that. So I'm not as worried about that. He has to do it, but he's done that. He's proven he can do that and find and identify those players in the past. Let's go to Michael in a car. Michael, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Mr. Turnstile, I love that. Um... Yeah, we need to trade and get Derek Carr. That's number one. I'll take Derek Carr on his worst day over Back Jones on his best day any day of the week. I think the other thing is we also – the offensive line conversation doesn't really hold a lot of weight. And the reason why I say that is the offensive line wasn't really stellar when Brady was here. 
But you have a quarterback who's a quick decision maker and gets that ball out super quick. So with that being said, that takes a lot of pressure off of the offensive line. Matt doesn't have that. And on top of that, his skill set isn't where it needs to be. Obviously taking, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels away and putting in this person we call an offensive coordinator now isn't helping him, but he's not really going to be much better than what he really is, in my opinion. I just like to get your thoughts on that. All right, thanks for the call, Michael. Listen, I totally disagree with you in terms of Derek Carr. I am out on Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr sucks. Derek Carr had all these weapons, and I get guys in, in Vegas were hurt, but he's got weapons, he's got McDaniels, and he still found a way to get benched. Out on Derek Carr. And I watched him close. It's not like I watch a million Raiders games, but I've seen enough of him. He's been a guy that's had some flashes in the pan over the years. And then I saw him in the Patriots game, and he looked awful. And I understand the Patriots have a good defense. I'm out on Derek Carr. You got weapons. You still can't figure it out. Okay, you got McDaniels in there. You can't figure it out. I'm not interested in Derek Carr. Mac in now, you want to put Mac in, in Vegas, that would intrigue the hell out of me. Mac with McDaniels and those weapons, I wouldn't want to see that if I'm a Patriots fan. And it's not like I'm terrified that Mac Jones is going to become some Hall of Famer if he left here, but I would not want to see that. And I definitely do not want Derek Carr. Absolutely not. In terms of the game against the Buffalo Bills this weekend, okay, now, obviously, we know the situation. They have to win to get in. However, I don't know how they're going to find a way to execute enough to get that done because what's going to have to happen are things that I'm not even going to talk about. They're, they're things that just you know would have to happen in order to even have a chance, and that's quality defense and not turning the ball over. We're not even going to discuss that. Now, obviously, last year was an embarrassment. They didn't punt. You know, we know that. The defense, I don't think the defense has to be heroic. I don't think they have to score. I don't think they need another pick six that would help. But I don't think they need to do that. I think they just need to have a good game. And we know when they have a good game, they can be on a pretty high level. That's what I think needs to happen defensively for the Patriots. Have a solid game. Do your thing. Be you. Then it comes down to the offense. What do they have to do offensively? They have to do more than they've done all year. And specifically what I mean is you have to have a hybrid and execute a hybrid of a game plan that you haven't been able to execute all year. Part of it is what you've been trying to do this year. Take the air out of the ball. Slow the game down. Bleed clock. You have to do that against Josh Allen and this Bills offense in this team you got to help out your defense a little bit in that regard. Run the ball. Convert on third down. But you can't just win that way. And too many times this year, the Patriots have only tried to win that way. Bleed the clock, run it down, play defense, keep you know the game in control here. Uh-uh. You will never be able to wrestle the Bills into that game outside of crazy weather elements that aren't foreseen. You also have to find spots where you can turn it up and be aggressive and execute chunk plays. I'm not saying you want to get into a shootout with Buffalo. That you will not win. You cannot do that. You have to be able to do both. And I'm thinking back to a game specifically. I don't know if you remember this. It was 2005, I want to say. It was Pittsburgh at Indianapolis, and it was a young Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe his second year. I think it was his second year. Mac Jones' second year. They went into that game with Jerome the Bus Bettis, and obviously Indy 
playing off of Pittsburgh's M.O., thought they were going to just run the ball, do what you do with a young quarterback, run the ball, protect them, you know, manning in that offense, keep them on the sidelines. What did Pittsburgh do that day? They abandoned all of their old philosophies. They came out and threw the hell out of the ball. And they completely blitzed the Colts and got a lead and knocked them off their spot. That is exactly what the Patriots need to do in this game. They need to start fast. They need to start by throwing the ball past the first down marker. Chunk plays. Throw it downfield. Call your best plays. Practice your best plays. Create your best offensive scheme and throw the heck out of the ball to start the game, to start fast, and to give Buffalo something to think about and to knock them off their spot. Yes, they'll counter with explosive plays of their own, but you'll give them something to chew on while you try to find a way to then slow the game down and go back to doing what you normally do. You'll have more confidence that you can complete passes if you need to, and you'll be able to play from ahead for once for a little bit, hopefully on your terms, for a little bit. And then you factor in good defense, not turning it over. It's going to take a lot, but that's what you're going to need to beat this team in this spot up there. Assuming that they have a game to, that means something for them where they have to win to get the one seed in the bye. That's what you're going to have to do to beat this team. You have to play aggressive offense, and you have to do what you normally do and have success. You can't just try to take the air out of the ball. You actually have to run the ball and have success running the ball. You actually have to convert third downs to stay on the field. Then you need the chunk plays to get points. and to. If you're going to try to just dink and doink and dunk all the way down, it's never going to happen. You will never keep them down all game long because then by the time they figure it out, or they wrestle the ball away from you, even if you are having some success, they'll turn it up to a point where you won't be able to catch up. Your offense won't be dynamic enough, and you'll, you'll be forced into throwing situations where the defense, they will know there'll be obvious passing situations, and you'll never have the success because you don't have that type of offense. You have to take advantage when Buffalo thinks you're going to play dink and dunk and run. That's how you're going to have to do it. Be aggressive then, then go back to running while they're off balance. And then... Supplement that with quality defense. You don't have to be heroic. Quality defense and limit mistakes. I'm asking for a lot, but if you want to win, that's what it's going to take in this spot against that team. A team that's frankly dominated you recently. There it is. That's the path. Let's talk to, uh, let's go to Brian Quick in Southwick. What's up, Brian? How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? This is my uh, first time calling, but I just wanted to chime in. And uh, My opinion is, man, I, I wish, in a way, I, I love Belichick. I love everything he's done for this organization, but I don't think he has what it takes at this point in his career to mentor a young quarterback like Mac Jones. Like, if he had retired last year and maybe he handed over the head coaching position over to Josh McDaniels, you know, it seemed like Josh McDaniels and Mac really meshed well together. Um, but you know, Bill, Bill and Mac just do not mesh together now. Clearly, you know, it seemed like the two of them worked well together and, uh, you know, basically I, I feel like Josh would have developed Mac much better than Bill would have. And unfortunately now I think it, you know, it's almost like Mac, you know, I, I really truly don't think that Mac enjoys playing for Bill Belichick. I think he wants to play for a more new school coach you know someone like cliff clingsbury or uh you know some of these other young coaches around the league uh would have been a much better fit for mac all right thanks for the call brian yeah it's an interesting point and we're not going to have that conversation right now on whether or not mac wants to be here 
Uh, he still has enough to prove. But yeah, all Bill Belichick had to do was dra- uh, bring in a, an actual offensive coordinator. That's all he had to do. Bring in a guy that had experience doing that, especially, again, in, if you had Tom Brady still, okay, then not that it would have been for it, and I certainly don't think Brady would have been for it, but at least at that point, the offense is kind of running itself. You know, you got this established legend that's been around. Fine, bring in Matt Patricia to hold the, hold the phone for Bill O'Brien. Whatever. But Mac Jones in his second year? With the development that was still going on, you can't do that. You can't do that, and that was the mistake. And it's Yeah, Bill Belichick might not be as good at developing, but he should have brought in the help he needed. Let's go to John in a car. Let's go, John. Good, uh, good evening. Yeah, I usually call up when somebody says something stupid that frustrates me. And in this case, it's the opposite. You're, you're absolutely right. The Patriots have to, um, they have to play from a lead. They have to come out and throw the ball. And um, they can't, you win the opening coin toss, take the ball. You've got to play from a lead. If you, what good is having the ball to start the second half when you're down 24 to nothing? Take the ball, get a lead, throw the ball, come out throwing punches instead of first down, off tackle, left, second down, off tackle, right, third and 12, get sacked. That ain't, that just, that's not going to get you this game. If you want to win it, you better come out and do something unexpected. Kind of like Rocky did when he went to switch to the left hand in round 14 against Apollo. You got to do something different. Excellent. Thanks for the call, John. I, pre- I appreciate the Rocky reference. And that's right. It's just, it's too tall of a task. You can't just come out and do what you do. Everybody knows what the I mean, defensive coordinators in sucky Arizona are making fun of the Patriots. You have to come out with a more sophisticated um, and, in, uh, and, a, and a more creative game plan and then see what happens. It's going to be hard even if you're able to execute that. You don't want to get into a, a shootout with Buffalo, but you have to deliver the first blow, knock the, wobble them a little bit, and then see where you can go from there. That's the only path I see. All right. Um... Good show. Let's go to break. We'll wrap it up when we get back. I'm Mark Dondero. This is WEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. All right, back here at WEEI. Another few minutes here as we get set for Monday Night Football. Doozy in Cincinnati. Bengals hosting the Bills. You know, I don't love where the Patriots are. Obviously, that's, you know... They have to win in Buffalo to get into the playoffs. I don't love that. But also, it appears that if they do find a way into the playoffs, they're probably going to play the Bills. Probably. Not definitely. But that would probably mean the Bills fall, depending on what happens tonight, to the two seed. And then 
I mean, if they win tonight and then lose to the Patriots and the Chiefs beat the Raiders, they'll probably fall to the two seed. Then you'd have to beat Buffalo in Buffalo twice. And that's a playoff game that I saw last year. So just from a you know, a, a viewership perspective, I'm not really interested in that. I'd rather them go somewhere else. But I'll take what I can get. I wonder if Raiders fans would want Mac Jones. That'd be an interesting conversation to have out there. The relationship with Josh McDaniels. You see what Stidham did. Obviously, that's a small sample. They're probably out. I mean, do you, would you rather have Mac Jones or Tom Brady if you're a Raiders fan? We're helping Vegas Sports Talk Radio come up with uh, talking points here. Let's talk to, uh, before we go, let's talk to Billy and Saugus. Hey, Billy. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, Billy? Nothing much, man. I, I, I just want to uh, really uh, press this point that, uh, you know, it's like uh, people, they can just be hypocritical. They can just kind of, not not even intentionally, but they can make a point and then kind of, on the other hand, go against this point that they're making. For example, we're talking all the time about how the, the, the only thing we got going here is the is the Patriots' defense, and yet we're talking about getting rid of Belichick, which, you know what I mean, I don't even want to get into detail because I don't want to give up this game too much uh, but 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 this is a guy that that you know obviously excels at, at, at the defense. Now we can criticize him. I'm I'm willing to entertain those thoughts about you know whether he chose this this quarterback, whether uh, Patricia, you know this and that. But 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 we but it's still uh, important to, to keep in mind that this guy is a is a is a defensive. Uh, genius, but that's but at the same time, that's not what being a, a head coach is all about. There are these other aspects, but you know what? Once again, I don't even want to get into detail. But this dude, uh, absolutely brilliant, and it, 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 and, I don't, and I don't even have to. It, you don't even have to believe me. You take my word for it. The only thing that we're ever talking about with the Pats is about right as far as positive is their defense. And yet we're we're sitting here talking about a lot of people about getting rid of this dude. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Listen, I, I understand. The problem is, and the reason people are saying those things is because the drop-off has been so drastic. And yet, hey, I just said earlier, give him credit. He's drafted some of these defensive players who are becoming huge playmakers. But the drop-off has been drastic. And then, like I said earlier, Mike Reese tweeting, you know, the Dolphins trying to rush a 12th defender off the field. Tyquan Thornton uncovered, trying to wave, you know, to Mac Jones, hey, throw it to me, and Belichick's there calling timeout. It's things like that that make you say, and I didn't come on tonight to call for Bill Belichick's job. I'm not saying that. Um, But if you wanted to come out here and say, I, I just, I've always said that every Patriots fan out there, I believe, has a short list in their mind of coaches or head coaches they'd love to have if Bill Belichick did decide to walk away. Okay. If he did decide to walk away, there's a short list out there of guys that you'd love to have. Don't lie to me. You have that little list. And you can't say that that wouldn't maybe be a better situation now. It was a great run for Bill Belichick. He still can coach. But in terms of building up the offense and the entire team, you just don't know right now. But he has a chance, and he's drafted well. So I'm willing to see where this goes. you got to get a real coach for Mac, and you got to get a real weapon, a, a bona fide alpha for Mac in terms of a weapon. Uh, we only have 30 more seconds here. 
Hey, Stan, thanks very much for your help today, man. Great show, Mark. Listen, that was awesome. Phone lines jammed the whole time. Yeah, I know. I didn't even get to make my Celtics point once. I'll try to make it 20 seconds. Am I worried about a bad loss to the Nuggets? No. They shot the lights out, and if you play the Nuggets in the finals, that means you're not playing the Warriors. And the Warriors are sort of still in your head, and the Nuggets, you've dominated. Other than last night, you've really dominated them. I'll take my chances. That was my quick Celtics thought based on what happened last night. All right, Stan, thanks, man. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Happy New Year. Rich Keefe in tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.